There's always content around how capital growth is everything and with prices going up, this is how much I made. But I think we need to also focus on the rental crisis that we actually have in Australia right now. Is this going to get worse? I think it will. But what does this mean for people renting as well as people that are investing in these properties? If you're interested in my thoughts, then keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now in a second here, we're gonna go through what the rental situation actually looks like right now and how the low amount of vacancies are really affecting rental growth in some of these areas. Now, if you are interested in sort of starting 2022 on a fresh start, really understanding how property works, there's a link in the description below for Confusion to Clarity, the online course. This is a real estate course that I've actually created myself and it takes you through the step-by-step -step process of actually getting started with the mindset, how you create your own strategy and your goals to then eventually actually go and purchase a property. So if you're interested in that, whether it's for your own place or as an investment property, definitely go check it out. Rental prices tip to rise as vacancies hit multi-year low. Renters are facing fewer options when it comes to choosing their next home with vacancies at their lowest level in years and is expected to drop further as international borders open. Competition for rentals, which held the national vacancy rate at a multi-year low of 1.5% in November, is expected to increase along with prices as international students and migrants return to Australia, experts say. So this is something that I've been saying on the channel for the last few months, was that if you purchase in strategic locations where there is demand from not just the local economy, but also what's coming around the corner, being immigration and international students, it's really gonna put an upward pressure on the demand for these rental properties. This means for an investor, you've got rental growth coming in, not just for now, but over the next few years. It's already a landlord's market in most cities, said Nicola Powell, Chief of Research and Economics at Domain, with vacancy rates in Perth at 0.5%, Hobart at 0.3%, Adelaide at 0.4% and Brisbane at 1.2% at multi-year lows. The rates holding steady or falling marginally in each location last month. Now keep in mind these numbers, if you're looking at context, 3% is sort of a balanced market. Now if you look at Sydney and Melbourne, they have shot up way past 3%, hence why I still talk about why I don't look at those markets, why it doesn't make sense for me financially to go into these markets. As an investor, I would like to have peace of mind. Something I get asked a lot is, well Ravi, what happens when you don't have a tenant in there? Do you now start having to pay the mortgage? Well, yeah, that's how it works. But if you can purchase well, all the money's made in purchasing well. It's about when you buy and when you sell, if you actually plan on selling. So if you get a property and it has the low vacancy number, but also there's no incoming supply or low levels of that, it really ensures that you're gonna have the ongoing tenancy as well as the rental growth moving forward. Domain figures show vacancy rates also fell slightly in Melbourne for the third month in a row from 3.1% to 3% in November and is at its lowest level since June 2020, although it was still the highest of the capital cities and only one above pre-pandemic levels. Vacancies increased marginally in Sydney from a rate of 2.2% to 2.2%. 3%, but this was still in the city's second lowest rate after October in more than three years. They also rose in Canberra and Darwin to 0.9%. Tenants were operating in very tight markets except for Sydney and Melbourne, Dr. Powell said, which has been the hardest hit by pullback in demand from international students, migrants and visitors during the pandemic and would likely see the most significant change as borders reopened. Now, I agree to this to a certain extent because with a large portion of demand coming through from the international borders, being in Sydney and Melbourne, being the largest states. But in a previous video, I did go through some numbers around the net migration of Sydney and Melbourne compared to your Brisbane, your Adelaide's and regional areas. There is a 
huge outflow of people moving from Sydney and Melbourne for various reasons, including affordability. I don't know about you, but if I was an immigrant coming into Australia, I definitely am not going well. If I have to move to Australia, I'm definitely moving to the most expensive cities in Australia rather than going regionally or to places like Brisbane and Adelaide. It's not how they think. So I don't know how much of that demand's actually gonna come through for long-term tenancy. But in addition to that, we also have huge amounts of supply incoming for Melbourne and Sydney. So as you've got demand increase, you've also got this huge amount of supply that no one's really talking about. It will probably have a pretty dramatic impact on the vacancy rate once we start to see a flow of international arrivals, she said. As state and international borders reopen and economic conditions improve, rental demand will likely climb, reducing the already limited portion of vacant homes in many cities and pushing prices beyond already record highs, Dr. Powell said. This could make it harder for lower income earners to be considered for properties. I agree with this. This market is really pushing into a space where low income earners are really going to struggle. I've been saying this for 18 months on the channel, but this is happening well before I even came on YouTube. And the truth is, even after I leave YouTube, it's still gonna be a problem. And this is why I say to people, guys, forget the traditional way of saving money and just hoping the banks are gonna help you get through the next 10, 15 years. They don't care about your feelings and the market definitely doesn't care about your feelings. So this is why we need to adapt. We need to upgrade our mindset. And that's where if you want the daily updates, you can join Patreon. There's a link in the description below, but educate yourself, podcasts, books, as well as watching these YouTube videos and getting educated about the entire space. In that kind of market, a landlord will pick the creme de la creme of tenants. A landlord can be choosy, more particular of whom they're letting in. And that makes it really tough, particularly for someone on a lower income or perhaps a less stable job, Dr. Powell said. While increased investor activity with the value of investor loans recently reaching its highest level in more than six years would help boost the supply of rentals, it could also leave more aspiring first-time buyers renting for longer, she said. Now, I've said it on the channel and been very open about it, and I plan to rent for at least the next three to five years. Why? Because I feel like if I was to buy the place I'm living in, it would cost a million or 1.5, but if I was to take out a loan against that, yeah, my repayments are gonna be a lot higher than the actual rent I pay right now. So for me, I'd rather have the rent go in and then I can take up that loan and put it against some productive assets, earn that income, earn the tax depreciation and deductions, as well as grow my portfolio. And when the time comes, I can sell some of those properties or hopefully crypto goes to the moon and- uh, I don't have to sell anything. The majority of experts expect rental prices to increase significantly as international borders open. The latest monthly finder RBA cash rate survey found that 22 of the 30 experts backing significant rental hikes. Among them was Matthew Tiller, LJ Hooker Group's head of research, who thought the return of international students and new arrivals will put downward pressure on vacancy rates and upward pressures on prices, particularly in inner city apartments markets. Demand from local tenants were also expected to lift, Mr. Tiller said, as those renters who went back to the family home during the pandemic moved out again, Workers returned to the office and students returned face-to-face -face learning. Other tenants, after months of living with housemates in lockdowns, were deciding to leave share house living and move into small apartments to make the most of lower prices. This is very interesting and is definitely a point to consider. I know a lot of people that I've spoken to during strategy sessions where people have moved from their apartment to then going into, you know, moving into the family home, or they've relocated interstate 
now might be going, well, it's time to return. It's time to come back. I can now go back to normal life and then be able to go into my job because you know I can actually go into the office as well as going to university. So this is an important point to really consider, which is gonna push up prices for rentals. In addition to that, Airbnbs are gonna be back in business full flight. You've got international people coming through, but also if you're located in certain areas, those properties that were Airbnbs came onto the long-term tenancy market and now are gonna go back into the Airbnb market. That means, again, we're gonna reduce that supply significantly. Now that some of the smaller investment stock has seen affordability improve, they're deciding, I can actually afford that on my own. Of the capital city regions that recorded the largest declines in vacancy rates last month, half were in Melbourne with the CBD topping the list with a fall of 5.8% in October to 5.1% in November. However, the CBD vacancy rate remains one of the highest in Melbourne with renters still finding more choice and less competition than in any parts of the city. Again, for me as an investor, I'm looking for something that's gonna give me peace of mind, the long-term growth, as well as the peace of mind knowing that I'm gonna have tenants in there time and time again, year after year with rental growth. Hence why I can't really understand when people go out there and try and get their first home buyer's grant to afford a one bedroom apartment in the so-called next CBD only to then at rental yields of like two and three percent not having any consistency with long-term tenants but also not having that peace of mind that hey this tenant's actually going to renew their agreement and stay here long term this for me is not the basis of what a foundational portfolio actually looks like leasing agent Daniel Freeman of Hodges South Melbourne said that inner city apartment market was still quite tricky for landlords with properties taking about six weeks to rent and landlords still slashing prices, some as much as $100 per week to get tenants through the door. Again, no peace of mind there, that's not foundational portfolio material. The closure of international borders, an increase in first-time buy activity and renters returning home to live with family has all reduced demand for properties, he said. Meanwhile, the surge in short-term holiday rentals converting to longer-term rentals had increased supply. Unless the prices are attractive, tenants aren't wanting to jump on because they know there is not going to be a lot of competition out there, Mr. Freeman said. While demand was expected to increase in the months to come, he expected to see a gradual shift, noting people will still be cautious of the potential for future border closures and lockdowns. And that is a very good point to finish on. We've got increase in case numbers across Melbourne and Sydney. What this could look like in terms of lockdowns and restrictions, nobody really knows. But to me, I find it hard to believe that the government that was closing down borders and putting the whole state into lockdown when we had like a couple of hundred cases, how are they gonna keep things open when we've got five to 10,000 cases a day. This could be a possibility. I'm not saying that it definitely could happen. I really do enjoy walking around and actually traveling. So I hope it doesn't happen, but it's something to consider. And again, we separate the emotion from the logic and understand that just because an apartment looks flashy in brochures doesn't mean it's a good investment for you. Again, nothing I talk on here is investment advice. It's not financial advice because I don't have a fancy piece of paper on the wall behind me. You guys need to look at this and understand what are the pros and cons for going after particular asset classes, as well as going out there and figuring out if you want to rent moving forward, what is that? look like as well as you trying to own your place long term. If you guys have enjoyed this video, definitely drop a thumbs up for the video and share this with someone that might have a different opinion or is looking at the market and saying, well, I'm a bit cautious about getting in next year. Thank you so much for watching and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.